welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Ma'am, do you know if you could give me some wisdom? Can you give me some wisdom, just a piece of wisdom? You're not standing in a very safe place. So move from where I'm standing. Yeah. That's wise. Oh, welcome to uh, week two of our uh, summer series called Before Google. No, we're not preaching about Google, but we want to just thank Nick uh, in San Francisco for helping us out with the series. If you didn't see last week's installment of uh, Nick in San Francisco, I encourage you to hop online, catch his, uh, his little segment there, and then also Pastor Darren's message if you weren't here last week. What an incredible launch into our series. Over the next several weeks, we are taking time to explore uh, a really big, big topic. And uh, the topic that we're talking about throughout this summer is living a life of godly wisdom in this day and in this age of information and knowledge. And you know, it's, it's really unbelievable how much knowledge we have access to. We are living in a day and age where our access to information and knowledge has unprecedented throughout all of human history. And I think what we're going to discover in this series, though, is, is that information and knowledge are good, but they're not near as good if you don't have the wisdom to know how to put the, that knowledge and that information to good use. Do you know what I'm saying? We are living in an age where, where knowledge is, is so accessible, information at the click of a mouse or, or at the stroke of a computer keyboard. We can gain more information now than we could have ever done in human history. And Pastor Darren launched us into the series last week, and I just want to recap a couple things that, uh, that he said that I think are foundational for us as we move throughout this series uh, he said last week that the, uh, the first couple of weeks of this series, last week and this week, we're going to be taking kind of a big picture look at uh, this whole idea of living a life of godly wisdom and what it means and why it matters to us. And then later as we move throughout this series, we're going to be getting into more of the specifics of living a life of wisdom. How, what does that look like in our jobs? What does that look like in our relationships? What does that look like in our families, in our friends? How do we live a life of godly wisdom. And so just as a recap, two things in particular that he, Pastor Darren said last week that I want us to have in mind that are foundational for us. The first one is this, information is so accessible to us, but godly wisdom is something we need to pursue. Information is, is everywhere, but godly wisdom is something that we need to pursue. We can get information so quick and, and so easy. That's where the title of the series came from, Before Google. You see, we can use Google or, or, or any of the other search engines on a computer. And for those that may not be as familiar with computers, a search engine is it's just simply a place that you can go online to get answers to just about any question that you might have. And so information, it's there, but listen, it takes effort for us. It takes effort on our part to learn how to best put to use the information and the knowledge that God gives us. Proverbs 4, verse 7, that's why Solomon said this. He said, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. 
You see, information, information is, is, is nothing if we don't pursue the wisdom that it takes to put that info to good use. Godly wisdom is something that we intentionally need to pursue. We need to go after it. Another thing that Pastor Darren talked about last week was this, is that God's love is limitless. God's love comes to us with, with no strings attached, but the wisdom that he gives comes with expectations. God's love is unconditional, but the wisdom that he gives comes with expectations. Last week, Pastor Darren read from Proverbs chapter 1 where God basically says, listen, I've given you advice, I've given you wisdom, but, but we've, we choose to, to disregard it, and when we choose to disregard it, we shouldn't be surprised when everything around us in life starts to fall apart. In fact, in Proverbs 1, 28, it says this, then they will call to me, but I will not answer, and they will look for me, but will not find me, since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord. Since they would not accept my advice and spurned my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. I think it's clear that when God imparts wisdom, that it comes with the expectation that we listen and we put it into action and what he tells us to do and, or, or not to do. God's love is unconditional, but his wisdom comes with expectations, and there are consequences for disregarding his instructions. But this week, we're going to kind of turn a corner. We're not going to just talk about those things. This week, we're going to focus instead on what are the benefits, what are the, the blessings of living a life of godly wisdom? Did you know that there are some benefits for you and for me when we live a life of godly wisdom? So... I just returned from a, uh, from a great two weeks vacation. It's good to be back. Spent two weeks uh, traveling with our family. Uh, we traveled throughout, the, we did this incredible road trip, okay? We, we traveled throughout the Black Hills of South Dakota. We went and uh, traveled to the Devil's Tower National Monument. We traveled, through, um, we traveled through Yellowstone. We traveled through the Grand Tetons. Uh, we put almost 4,000 miles on our car in the last two weeks. <laughs> 4,000 miles. That's a lot of miles. And we all still love each other. That's the greatest part. It's just incredible. It was amazing. Uh, many of those miles throughout, uh, throughout our travels over the last couple weeks, many, many, many of those miles were up and down through the mountains of the western part of South Dakota and Wyoming. And, uh, and I got to tell you, I absolutely loved it. I love driving on mountain roads, uh, up and up and up and down and down. My brakes didn't burn out. It was just incredible. It was so much fun driving on these mountain roads. And, and uh, if you've ever driven on steep mountain roads, then, then for sure you would have noticed that as you weave back and forth up and down the hillsides, they've placed these incredible things about three or four feet from the edge of the cliff called guardrails. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Guardrails. Now, how many of you know that, that guardrails along our nation's highways, they have an important purpose, Right? They do. They have an important purpose. Guardrails are placed along the route to keep us on the right path. Maybe we get distracted or maybe something happens, a mechanical failure. Those guardrails are there to help keep us on the right path. They're there to help us navigate the safest and the best route to get to our destination. Guardrails are, are placed in locations 
to help us and to show us where it's safe to travel. I think some of you know where I'm going with this already. You see, you and I are on this incredible journey called life. We're all on this journey called life. We're all moving forward into the future moment by moment by moment on this journey. And wisdom is what sets up guardrails for us to recognize and to know the best path for us to take throughout life. No matter what the terrain, no matter what's going on around us, wisdom is what helps us navigate the twists and the turns and the ups and downs of life. So why is wisdom so valuable? Why does the Solomon, the writer of, of most of the book of Proverbs, tell us over and over and over again to get wisdom, to, to gain understanding, to, to seek it more than anything else? What makes wisdom so valuable? If you're driving your car and something happens and you, you bump into a guardrail, you may get a little damage to your vehicle. You may scratch the paint a little bit. But it's going to be way less damage than if you drive your car over a cliff. Do you hear what I'm saying? You see, to bump against the guardrails of wisdom on life's journey, we may not always like it. We may not always like where those guardrails are, but we're going to find that it's much better than seeing our lives plunging over the edge into destruction. You see, I believe with all my heart that God wants you and I to live a life that's filled with, with joy, filled with peace. And his goal for us, the New Testament says, is, is to bring us life abundantly, abundant life. Life that's filled with grace and filled with truth. And, and I'm not saying life is free from struggle or, or life is free from trials because everyone knows that some roads in life are bumpy no matter, no matter what. But no matter where the journey takes us, God knows the best route for each and every one of us to take to see this abundant life that he has for us become reality. Do you believe that? God knows the path that we need to take. And for us to experience this abundant life, we must continually be seeking his wisdom. We must always be learning. We must be growing. We must be seeking a life of wisdom. And as we do... We're going to see him at work in every situation in our life. When we seek godly wisdom, when we try to recognize it, we're going to see his hand at work in every season. We're going to know his will. We're going to learn to trust his presence at all times. And so in this series, we're, we're digging into the word of God to find godly wisdom. And specifically, we're looking a lot in the book of Proverbs to help us pursue godly wisdom. Last week, Pastor Darren read the story of King Solomon where God came to him and said, and said, ask for whatever you want. And instead of asking for riches or, or wealth, instead of asking for fame or power, Solomon said, give me wisdom. You've given me the responsibility of leading this nation. Give me the wisdom to do it. And God said, I will give you that. And then he honored him and said, even beyond that, I'll give you all of these other things that you didn't asked for. It was amazing. And Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs. It's just one of the books in the, in the Old Testament that he wrote, along with a few others, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. But they're books that, that share the wisdom that God gave Solomon, that he gained through his pursuit of wisdom for you and I to benefit from. How many of you have ever heard or you've ever been told that, uh, that it's important to learn from your mistakes? Anyone? Anybody ever been told it's important to learn from your mistakes? Anybody ever made a mistake or two that you've learned from? Some of you haven't. 
Wow, that's incredible. It is. It's important to learn from our mistakes. If we don't learn from our mistakes, we're going to keep making them over and over and over. And i got another question for you. How many of you think that it might be even better to learn from someone else's mistakes? <laughs> yeah? i got to tell you, I would rather learn from someone else's mistakes than have to suffer the consequences of having to learn from my own mistakes. Anybody else with me today? I don't think that I have enough time or I don't think my pain threshold is anywhere deep enough to learn everything I need to learn in this life through the consequences of my own mistakes. We need to learn not just from our own but from others. And Solomon teaches us through his wisdom and his life and his mistakes lessons that we all need to learn. Solomon teaches us, but he's not the only one in the scriptures. In fact, the Bible... The Bible is, is filled with people that we get to learn from. We have an opportunity as we sit and, and open the Bible and as we learn from the Lord, we can learn so many things. The Bible's filled with, with over 400 of the best examples of some of God's top people. And the best part is it's raw, it's unedited. We, we see the good, the bad, the ugly. It's, it's this incredible library of biographies right there in the scriptures for us. People from, from, from all different walks of life. Men and women, kings and servants, soldiers and prophets and prostitutes and fishermen. All these people we get to learn from. And God shows us the good and the bad. He shows us the right things. He shows us the wrong things. We get to see it all. And why did God put those in there? He put them in there for us. He put them in there for you and me to learn from. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11 in the New Testament said, These things happen to them as an example for us. Isn't it great that we can learn from other people's mistakes? That's a good thing. See, we don't have to make the same mistakes as Abraham. We don't have to make the same mistakes as Saul. We don't have to fall in the same pits as David or, or Peter. We can put ourselves in the place where we can listen and learn from all of these men and women in the Bible. And when we read God's word, we get to sit with Joseph in the prison. And we get to sit with Joseph in the palace. When we sit down and, and read the Bible, we get to walk through the deserts and through the years with Moses. We get to spend time with David the shepherd and with David the king. And Joseph, if we learn from him, Joseph helps us convert family betrayal into a future of promise. Moses, Moses will help leaders navigate life even when all those people that you're trying to lead do nothing but complain. David, wow, David, David can help us know what to do when a child rebels. Or David can know what we're supposed to do when we really, really mess things up with bad decisions. We can learn from all of these people. Psalm 119 98 says, your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. If we want to learn, if we want to grow in wisdom, listen, crack open the Bible. <laughs> Do you hear me today? Crack open the Bible. It's filled with wisdom for you and I to learn from. 
As we mentioned over this, uh, this holiday weekend, we've been celebrating the birthday of our country. I don't know how many years our country is old now, but we have a great country that we live in. Did you know that, that many, many, many of the most important figures throughout the history of our nation looked to the Bible for wisdom? Listen to what George Washington said. He said this, It's impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. Abraham Lincoln said, The Bible is the best gift God has given to man. Without it, we could not know right from wrong. Theodore Roosevelt said, A thorough knowledge of the Bible is worth more than a college education. These are our presidents. These are our leaders. These are some of our founding fathers. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. You and I can benefit so much by learning wisdom from the Bible. You know, learning through the consequences of our own mistakes, it certainly will teach us valuable lessons, won't it? No doubt. We, we will learn from our mistakes. But learning through the consequences of our own mistakes, it, it has a really high back-end price. It really does. Wisdom, on the other hand, may, may have a higher front-end price, but it always pays off in the long run. Living with wisdom always pays off. It's like this, wisdom, wisdom puts a fence at the top of the cliff. Can you get this picture in your mind? Wisdom puts a fence at the top of the cliff. Consequences visit you in the hospital after they scrape you from the bottom. Proverbs 22 verse 3 says, A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. I don't know about you, but I want to be people who are prudent and live with godly wisdom. Do you? I want to be someone who lives with godly wisdom. I don't want to live as a foolish person who just lives from consequence to consequence to consequence. And so what I want to do in the, the time that we have today is I just, I want to give you a list of some practical benefits, some blessings that Solomon teaches us in Proverbs, in chapter 2 specifically, that belong to the person that chooses to pursue a life of godly wisdom. Can we do that? I want to give you a list of some of the benefits so we can understand that this pursuit of godly wisdom is worth it. It is worth it. And so what are the benefits of, of wisdom? Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 6 says this. It says, My child... Listen to what I say and treasure my commandments. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord. And you will gain knowledge of God for the Lord grants wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. The first benefit, we can see it right here. The first benefit from living a life of godly wisdom is it keeps us in right relationship with God. Living with godly wisdom keeps us in right relationship with God. Listen to what it says. It says, if you accept my words, if you store up my commands, if you tune your ear to wisdom, if you apply your heart to understanding, if you call out for it, if you cry aloud for understanding, if you look for it as for silver, if you search for it 
as for hidden treasure. In short, it says this, do everything you can to find it. And if we do, if we do that, then, it says, you will understand the fear of the Lord. It says, you will find knowledge of God. When you read those words, the fear of the Lord, that that doesn't mean a cowering, afraid of God. That means having a healthy respect for who God is, for recognizing that he is God and we are not. But wisdom, when we seek it, will help us understand that, that you and I were created to be in relationship with God, that we are loved by God. That he wants us to love him in return and he wants to pour out his his blessings in our lives. Living a life of wisdom will help us stay in right relationship with God. Another benefit of wisdom is this. In Proverbs 2, verses 7 and 8 and 11, it says this. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. Ooh, I love that. (laughs) A treasure of common sense. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. I love it. A benefit of living a life of godly wisdom is we live a life under God's protection. And we need protection. We need to recognize that there is an enemy in this world. The Bible in the New Testament says that we don't battle against flesh and blood. There is an enemy of our souls. There is someone who is trying to steal and kill and destroy your life. But the Bible says when we live a life of godly wisdom, it will protect us from the evil one. Not only that, but this also says that when we live a life of godly wisdom, it will protect us from someone else. You know who that is? ourselves ourselves it will protect us from our unwise decisions have you ever found yourself in life saying I wish I wouldn't have done that (laughs) anyone wisdom will protect us from so many of these moments Living wisely will protect protect us from harmful habits that we can develop. It will protect us from destructive circumstances. You know, something I've noticed about people is we tend to to look for where the line is between good and bad. And then when we think we found it, we usually hang around that line, living as close to the edge as we can, hoping that we don't, you know, accidentally cross over it. You know what I'm talking about? Years ago, I used to be a youth leader in youth group, and I would have students come to me and ask questions, and usually it was maybe surrounding, uh, you know, I have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and, you know, I just want to know, like, like, where's the line? Like, how far can I go with my boyfriend or my girlfriend? And you know what I would tell them? I would say, quit worrying about where the line is and start widening the gap. Quit worrying about where the line is where you're going to cross and go over the edge and start widening the gap. Wisdom doesn't look for the line. Wisdom says, I'm going to widen the gap. I'm going to get as far away from that line as I can go, and I'm going to get as close as I can to Jesus. Wisdom says, I'm not going to look for the line. I'm going to widen the gap. Do you hear what I'm saying? Wise choices will watch over you, verse 11 says. Understanding will keep you safe. On our vacation, we stood on some, some high, high cliffs. And it was fun watching my wife watch our kids on those high cliffs. Because our kids kind of wanted to get to the edge and look over 
And Jamie was like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you know, knowledge might say falling off a cliff is a bad thing, but wisdom says don't even stand close to the edge. I love it. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. What's another benefit of living a life of wisdom? It's this, discernment. In Proverbs chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, it says, Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go, for wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. When we live a life of godly wisdom, we live a life of discernment. And discernment is, is really just the ability to make the right decision or the right judgment. Wisdom gives us the ability to make right choices. It gives us the ability to make choices, listen, in spite of how we feel. Wisdom gives this, us the ability to make right choices in spite of how we feel. Because let's be honest. How many of the wrong decisions that we've made in life were driven by these crazy, unpredictable things called emotions? Am I right? How many relationships have been damaged because of words that were said in anger? How many, how many lives, how many uh, things have been, been broken in our lives? How many hearts have been broken because of choices that were made in the heat of the moment? How many lives have been derailed because of choices made fueled by, by greed or fueled by contempt or fueled by hurt feelings? Listen, wisdom gives us discernment in how to navigate our decisions in spite of our emotions. You know, emotions aren't, they're not moral or immoral. Emotions and feelings are just things that come to us in life. But listen, the decisions that we make out of those emotions, they will in many ways direct our lives. Living a life of wisdom will give us discernment. I love what Will, Will Rogers said. He said, good judgment comes from experience, and a lot of that experience comes from bad judgment. <laughs> Do I need to read it again? Good judgment comes from experience, and a lot of that experience comes from bad judgment. Listen, when we live a life of godly wisdom, we're going to have the ability to step back from our emotions, to make right decisions in spite of how we feel. You will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. Let me give you two more. Living a life of godly wisdom will give us guidance. In Proverbs 16, verse 9, it says, We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. We make the plans. God directs the path. The problem is, is we usually want a map. We want to know where it is that we're going. But God doesn't give us the map. God gives us steps. And says, just keep taking steps, and I'll just keep on directing those steps. We want to know the final destination. We want to know the outcome. But God just gives us directions, sometimes one or two at a time. I love what Proverbs 3, 4, and 5 says. This is really kind of the theme verse for our, for our whole series. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which paths to take. You know, as I was thinking about 
today over the last couple weeks, I was trying to think of a way to illustrate this, and I realized that over the last 12 days, my kids were the perfect example of this. You see, of all the places we visited over the last couple weeks on vacation, uh, I was in charge of getting us there. I was the driver, I was the navigator, and I was in charge of getting us there. And not once in the two weeks that we were traveling all those 4,000 miles, not once did my kids ever ask me for specific directions on where we were going. They didn't. They say, Dad, do we turn here? Do we go there? What do we do? No, my kids, they had absolute trust that I was going to get them to the places that we were going. Not once did I have to give them specific directions. Not once did I even really have to tell them the destination. They just knew that they simply trusted that their father knew where they were going. Do you hear what I'm saying? They knew that they could enjoy the ride. They knew that they could see the scenery. They knew that their father knew where they were going. When we live with godly wisdom, you and I, we can understand that our father knows where we're going and that he knows how to get us there. We don't need the specifics. We don't need to know all of the details. We just have to trust, like my kids trusted me on this trip, that God's going to get us where we need to be. Living a life of godly wisdom gives us guidance. The last thing we'll talk about this morning is this. Living a life of godly wisdom keeps us in right relationships with one another. It keeps us in right relationships with those around us. In Proverbs 2, verses, starting at verse 12, it says, Wisdom will save you from evil people. From those whose words are twisted, these men turn from the right way and walk down dark paths. Further down it says, wisdom will save you from the immoral woman, from the seductive words of the promiscuous woman. Follow the steps of good men instead and stay on the paths of the righteous. For only the godly will live in the land and those with integrity will remain in it, but the wicked will be removed from the land and the treacherous will be uprooted. You see, Solomon tells us that wisdom, wisdom will help us make wise choices in who we associate with. It'll help us not to fall into the traps of evil men or people that mean us harm. Wisdom will guide us in our personal lives. It'll guide us in our business dealings. It'll guide us. Wisdom will keep us on the right path in all of our relationships when we choose to walk in it. There are so many blessings and benefits of living a life of godly wisdom. And I know talking about wisdom can sometimes get into some deep, deep stuff. But the best news for you and I today is that the Bible... The Bible really also gives us what I think is the supreme example of one who lived a perfect life of wisdom, and that is Jesus. The Bible opens our eyes to what a true life of godly wisdom is when we read about Jesus. You see, Jesus avoided temptations. Jesus avoided senseless arguments with Pharisees. Jesus always sought the will of his Father. He always did what was right and by doing this, he gained favor with his father and with people. And I think the biggest benefit of wisdom is that you and I can learn to be more like Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30 says this, It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. 
That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Do you hear what that says? Jesus has become for you and I wisdom. If we want to live a life of wisdom, we're going to live a life like Jesus lived. About a decade or more ago, there was this fad that went around and lots of people were wearing these little rubber bracelets with four initials on them. But some of you can guess what those initials were, right? WWJD. (laughs) What would Jesus do? Many of you know what that stands for, right? What would Jesus do? Some of you may have had one of those bracelets. Anyone here still wearing one? (laughs) They were a reminder for people to always ask the question, what would Jesus do? In in every situation and all of the decisions that you make throughout the day, what would Jesus do? (laughs) When faced with decisions, big or small, and you know, I know, I know sometimes we feel like like, you know, we really need wisdom in big decisions in life. But listen, I, I really believe that true godly wisdom shows itself not just in the big decisions, but in the small decisions of everyday life. Living with godly wisdom shows itself in the small decisions of everyday life. When we're faced with a decision, what would Jesus do? He has become for us wisdom. Proverbs 9.12 says, if you become wise, you will be the one to benefit. But if you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. Proverbs 24.3, a house built by wisdom, a house is built by wisdom and becomes strong through good sense. Wisdom. Go after it. Seek it with all of your heart. It is more valuable than anything else you will ever possess. I read something many years ago from Andy Stanley. And I'm going to close with this. And he said, he said that he uh, kneels down and prays the same prayer with his kids every night. And ever since I read it, I've done this with my kids. He says he prays this simple prayer with his kids he says this he says Lord give my kids the wisdom to know what's right and the courage to do what's right even when it's hard give me the wisdom give my kids give us the wisdom to do to know what is right and the courage to do what is right even when it's hard how many of you know that wisdom without courage is, is really meaningless? The Bible says if we know what's right and we don't do it, it's sin. So what's your prayer? Are you seeking wisdom? I kneel down with my kids and I pray for them. I say, Lord, give them the wisdom to know what's right. Give them the courage to do what's right even when it's hard. We're living in a day and age where it's getting harder and harder to do what's right. Let's be real. It's getting difficult to do what is right. But I want to be a person who understands what is right. And I want to be a person that has courage to do it even when it's hard. Are you with me? Just bow our heads together. Lord, 
in these moments in the series, God, where you're challenging us in your word, God, to live with wisdom. To not just pursue knowledge and information, but to pursue wisdom, to know how to use knowledge, to know how to put information to use, to live right. We thank you, God, for the benefits that you give us. We thank you that, Lord, we can receive wisdom when we ask. Thank you that you give it generously. And Lord, I pray that we truly would be people who have the wisdom to know what is right and that we would have the courage to do what is right even when it's hard. Even when it's hard. In this moment before we dismiss, if you're here today and maybe you're thinking to yourself, I need more wisdom. I need more wisdom. Just do this. Just, just, just raise a hand. Because I just want to pray for you before we're dismissed. You don't have to worry about anybody looking around. You're just acknowledging to God. Say, Lord, I need your wisdom. I have decisions, big and small, and I need your wisdom. God, you see the hands of those that are reaching out for you. And God, I join them today. And God, I ask that you would generously pour out wisdom on them. That God, you would pour your, your wisdom and knowledge and understanding into them as they make decisions. God, I pray that they would just know the right choice. That they would have discernment, God. That you would lead them by your Holy Spirit. That you would whisper the right directions into their ear. That you would whisper confidence and truth and life into them. Lord, as they are here seeking wisdom, God, I pray that you would pour it out to them. Lord, as they walk throughout this week, do it, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together. Prayer teams, will you come and, and join me at the front? Our prayer teams are here. If you have something that you are seeking God for and seeking wisdom for, let me encourage you. Let someone pray in agreement with you. Come and, and pray about it with one of our prayer teams. If you need a healing, if you need a touch in your body, if there's something going on in a relationship that you need to take to the Lord, come and connect with one of our prayer teams as we get ready to dismiss. Let's do our best this week to live a life of wisdom. Let me say this. If you've never... If you've never surrendered your life to Christ, or if you're in a place where you know that you shouldn't be, you're not in the right place with God, let me encourage you, come and pray with one of our prayer teams today. Just tell them, hey, I need to get my life right with God. They'd love to lead you in a prayer for that. You ready to walk in wisdom this week? You ready to open your Bible and learn from other people's mistakes this week? Come on, it's a good idea, isn't it? Amen? Amen. Lord, I pray a blessing on this church as we go. Lord, I pray that we would walk in your wisdom, that we would know your ways, and that, Lord, we would live truly living a life filled with godly wisdom. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. We love you. Have a great week serving the Lord. We'll see you back next week.